Assalamu alaikum Welcome back to another episode of the Fiqh of Love. My name is John Fontaine and we're joined with Dr. Muhammad Salah. Assalamu alaikum Shaykh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah Shaykh. We've got a very exciting episode coming up today. I know you're excited. Yeah, alhamdulillah. <laughs> today we want to speak about the rights. We, we, the past few episodes we've been speaking about the rights of the spouse and, and specifically the, the rights of the woman or the wife. And today we want to speak about the rights of, and the status of the husband. So, Sheikh in Islam, what is the status of the husband? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allow me to begin by reminding you and the viewers with the ayah of Surah Ar-Rum in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمِنْ آيَتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا And what is the purpose of getting married and sharing bed in order to find comfort, peace of mind, repose, and uh, Sakina, Litaskunu Ilaiha. This Sakina can never be achieved if the couple are living like they are on a battlefield and the relationship between them is based on competition. Everyone is demanding their rights but they're neglecting mm. their duties. And secondly, when it comes to the rights and duties, they were not suggested by the United Nations or by a marriage counselor, mm. uh, nor by a psychiatrist or a psychologist. They were all mandated by the Almighty Allah. Mm. So the one who said that he prescribed marriage for you in order to find comfort, repose, and peace of mind, he taught us what are the means of achieving this comfort and peace of mind. You don't want it, there is no peace of mind. So we see a lot of people I've seen in the West, how people kiss and hug in public. And once they walk in, they beat each other. The husband and wife, they beat each other and fist fight. There is no such thing in Islam. I said in Islam because there are some Muslims who do. Why? Because they're not following the Islam. When you read a book about feminists and you read a book about, oh, a woman shouldn't be doing this and this and this and that, shouldn't even serve her husband. If your husband asks you, for a cup of water, for a glass of water, do not even answer him. He should bring it for himself. He should be your servant and, and, and. Then I can assure you this marriage life will never last. And soon will come to an end. You know, the best case scenario, if you guys are divorced, <laughs> if now one of them has beaten the other or even killed the other, why? Because it's based on competition. It's not based on competition in Islam. It is based on cooperation and complementing one another. SubhanAllah, Sheikh, you know, feminism is a, it's a huge topic, especially, especially in the West, and it is really creeping into the Muslim communities now, even in Muslim countries. And it's really important for us to remind ourselves that we've been, we have been created differently. The man and the woman, woman are different. Whether you, you know, like it or yeah. not, although we're physiologically, we're physically, yeah. but spiritual, uh, no. spiritually, we're equal. That correct? It's not that the men are better, etc. Spiritually, we have the same uh, chance of getting the same reward. Is that correct? Well, the Almighty Allah says, "Ba'dukum min ba'd." You guys are from each other, whether mm. a male or female. Man mm. amila salihah min zakarina unsa wa huwa mu'minun fala nuhiyannahu hayatan tayyiba. So indeed, it doesn't make any distinction based on gender or confliction or mother tongue. But the fact of the matter that each one is created to suit certain uh, criterion, mm. certain tasks that the other cannot do, you know, cannot mm. biologically do, cannot physically do, 
physiologically mm. do. And that's why there, there is uh, the best form of cooperation mm. and complementing one another in observing the proper mm. way yeah. of marriage in Islam. See, in, the, in this, uh, I'm coming across many examples, especially in England, where you have two emirs in the house. You yeah. know, the, the man and the woman. Yeah. And there's this struggle for power, basically. Um, you know, should the wife obey the husband? And is, it, is it, it on everything? I want to ask you first, when we spoke about the rights of the wife, how long did it take us? How many episodes? Two episodes. Right? Yeah. And we can go for another two. So before we spoke about the rights of the husband, we spoke about the rights of the wife, and Allah said, Allah kept a perfect balance. You want to change roles? Fine. But that is not going to last. And it's not going to work. It's as simple as that. I have some cases where the woman played the role of the man. And she was indeed the leader of the house. She's the one who's working and providing for the family. For 20 years. And the guy just stayed at home enjoying cooking, doing the homework, doing being a house engineer, which is the main uh, task of the wife. And then uh, whenever she uh, conceives and she gives birth, she goes back to work after delivering, and he is the one who's taking care of the, uh, the children mm. from A to Z. So he was playing the role of the wife, and she was playing the role of the husband. Mm. Okay, this is a yeah. case that is presented before me. Then she contacted me a few times and she says she wants to divorce him. Why? She says, I need a man. SubhanAllah. I need a man who shoulders his responsibility. I'm sick and tired of what I'm doing, even though she's doing very well as far as finance and earning. But I feel like I'm not married to a man. I'm mm. the one who tell him what to do, everything, you know. He's very obedient. He doesn't say no to anything, but that is not making me happy. It is upsetting me. This is a human nature. Allah created the man for certain tasks and the woman for certain tasks. Mm. There are some exceptions. Sometimes the, the woman loses the husband and she's looking after the kids. She goes out to work, provide for the kids, teach them, discipline them, bring them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless yeah. her. But under regular circumstances, it's like two hands. One by mm. itself cannot clap. Mm. We need the two in yeah. order to make the clapping sound. So what's the Islamic guidance on obedience for, for the wife to the husband? Well, Imam Ahmad, may Allah have mercy on him, collected a hadith from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he was asked, O Prophet of Allah, who has rights most on a woman. He said the husband. Then he was asked, and who have more rights or rights most on the man? He said his mother. So in both cases, it was a woman. In the first case, the woman given the, or she owes most of the rights to the man, to the husband. And in the second case, this woman now will become a mother. Mm. When the Prophet ﷺ said, and who have most rights upon the man, he said the mother. Mm. So the relationship between the wife and the mother, again, is not based on competition. Mm. 
you know, how it is perceived, the relationship between the wife and her mother-in-law mm. in this competition yes. and fighting over the, <laughs> over mm. the husband mm. who happens to be uh, the son of that mother. So the Prophet ﷺ said, if you are a wife, your husband have rights most upon you. Mm. And then whenever you are a mother, then you have most of the rights upon your son. Your son. Mm. Not the son, only the, not only the son, the son and the daughter. Mm. Okay? Yeah. The Prophet ﷺ was asked once, Man nasi bi husni sahabati, who have rights most upon me? He said, your mother. The question was asked again, then whom? He said, your mother, your mother, three times. Then in the fourth, he said, ﷺ, your father. Mm. So the mother as a woman mm. has the greatest right. Then the husband, while she is married to him, has most of the rights. In what sense? You know, Mu'ad ibn Jabal radiallahu an visited Yemen. Mm. And when he returned to the Prophet sallallahu he picked a habit that they do, that the, uh, you know, the people of the book, they do to their uh, religious leaders. They bow down before them. Mm. And they prostrate themselves. They put their forehead and on the floor. So when he came, he wanted to do that to the Prophet ﷺ and said, Indeed, you're the most worthy person to bow down to mm. as means of respect. Mm. The Prophet ﷺ ordered him not to do that. He said, Never. It is forbidden to bow down or to prostrate yourself to anyone other than the Almighty Allah, your Creator. Then he remarked, saying, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if I was going to command any human being to bow down to another human being, I would have commanded the wife to bow down to her husband because of his rights upon her. But even that, that is forbidden mm. so that some people may mm. think and they keep telling their wives, you know, you're supposed to bow down to me. Mm. You're supposed to kiss my feet. No, none of that. That is not permissible. Mm. But the Prophet Wasallam is saying hypothetically, since bound down lower in your head to anyone is forbidden but if if in case that it was permissible then i would have asked your wife to bow down before mm. her husband subhanallah mm. this is showing us the high states of the husband uh, within the family unit especially amongst the wives subhanallah and not to forget we spoke also about the rights of the wife in in detail of course. Okay. Yeah. So now, one of the Sahaba by the name Hussein ibn Mahsan, his aunt came to visit the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked her, Are you married? She said yes. Then the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Unzuri uh, you better see how you treat him because your husband will determine your fate. The way you treat your husband will determine your fate, either to Jannah or to not. She said, well, I'm doing my best to serve him, O Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This statement by itself requires some study. What does it mean that the husband could be a means of entering Al-Jannah or a means of entering Hellfire? We're just going to take a short break and we'll come back to that point. Join us after the break, the thick of love. <laughs> a 
Assalamu alaikum salam. Welcome back to the Fiqh of Love. Assalamu alaikum Sheikh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh, just before the break, you was mentioned a, a very important hadith, subhanAllah, where you were saying that the, the treatment of the husband, you know, well, the treatment that the wife gives to the husband can actually determine her hereafter, basically. True. Well, the Prophet وسلم, said also in the other hadith, which will explain that, that Allah will not be pleased with a woman unless if her husband is pleased with her. Oops, what does it mean? Does husband represent God on earth? No. But Allah is showing that being obedient to your husband is so important that it will make Allah happy with you. When the Prophet says that if your husband is not pleased with you, no matter whether you're praying at night, no matter whether you're fasting Mondays and Thursdays, you have not fulfilled your duty towards your husband. So this is something uh, to be uh, taken care of. Mm. And it's a priority as the Prophet said. So in terms of obedience, of course, we're speaking about things that are permissible. You know, if your husband is asking you to do something which is not allowed in Islam, you know, whether it's not not praying or whatever it may be. Of course, the woman doesn't have to obey him in this. The ayah of Surah An-Nisa, chapter number 4, verse number 34, says, فَالصَّالِحَاتُ قَانِتَاتٌ حَافِظَاتٌ لِلْغَيْبِ بِمَا حَفِظَ اللَّهِ Allah admired those women who are married and they are qanitat. He said they are salihat, they are righteous. Why? Because they are qanitat. And hafidhatul lil Two qualities. The word qanitat yani obedience. Obedient to whom? Obedient to Allah and obedient to their spouses. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said in the hadith whenever a woman loses her husband, if a woman's husband died, if he, while he was dying, he was happy with his wife, he is making dua for her. He says, you, You've been the best wife to me. You've been the best person ever to me. He's happy with her as an obedient servant to Allah. She's a good Muslimah. She's offering her prayer. She's taking care of him. She's taking care of uh, his kids. She's taking care of his family. So he was happy with her at the time of death. He will be safe to her in Al Jannah. If the husband dies while he's happy with his wife, she will be admitted to paradise. There are a couple of hadith in this regard which confirm that the obedience is like number one right that the husband mm. has over his wife. Mm. But this obedience is not like uh, a master and a slave mm. or a master and a servant, a manager and an employee. Mm. No, it's about number one, within what is halal. Number two, within your capacity. Mm. Yani, if the husband happened to ask his wife anything which is forbidden, not only the husband, the husband, the father, the employer, the manager, any person asks you as a Muslim to do anything which is haram, no. Mm. Under any circumstances. Mm. Well, I am not going to do it. Why? Mm. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said in the hadith, لا طاعة لمخلوق في معصية الخالق no creation should be obeyed on account of disobeying the Creator. Mm. No human being's command should be obeyed 
if he is commanding you to do anything which Allah has forbidden or asking you to skip anything that Allah the Almighty has commanded you to do whether that is in bed during the sexual relations or in respect of dealing with her family like you know some people say I don't want you to talk to your family anymore why? why don't you want me to talk to my dad? I don't like him I don't want to speak to your mother. Why? Just like that. No, there is no specific reason. It's not like you know they drink, or these guys are you know wicked, or they try to destroy his family. No, just I don't want you to visit you. He's punishing her. He wants her all for herself. No, honey, I'm not gonna listen to you. Because obeying my parents, visiting my parents, loving my parents and my siblings is a duty. Salatul Rahim upholding the ties of kinship. So la darara wa la darar. Harm should not be inflicted nor reciprocated. You should not ask her to do anything that she cannot afford to do. You should not ask her to do anything which is forbidden. You should not ask her anything that would harm her. You know, it's sad when some sisters say, Sheikh, He's asking me to party with him. Mm. You know, he says, all my colleagues attend the party and we drink and we dance. Mm. I'm the only one who goes without my wife because you're wearing hijab. So what do you want, honey? I want you to come with me for the party. It's okay you're wearing hijab. Mm. But, you know, whenever we're having a party or a meeting or a cycle meeting at work, this is business, honey. This is where we make money and we, we provide mm. for the family. You have to compliment them. Mm. So you come. She's the only one who's wearing hijab. They will pick on you. No, I want you to wear this. And he chooses for her the clothes which will expose her in front of his colleagues or his manager. This is pure evil. No, Habibi. Even if that ends up with divorce, I don't care. You don't even deserve her fingernail. So if a husband is asking her anything which is forbidden, taking off the hijab, drinking, smoking, Uh, meeting with his friends and shaking hands with them, okay? Um, Watching, you know, now I'm going to get into something really serious. And um, for the purpose of education, we're going to talk about it. You know how some men are addicted to watching porn. Mm. So they have certain desire that the wife cannot uh, reach to because of what they watch. So actually they are inclined into asking their wives to watch with them. Mm. No. And if you don't stop, I'm leaving you. You're giving me mm. ultimatum. If you need a treatment, mm. because this is some sort mm. of addiction. So mm. when we say ta'a or obedience, bil ma'roof. Wa'ashiruhunna bil ma'roof. So, Sheikh, you're speaking about the obedience, like if, if he was trying to separate her from her family for no reason, that this wouldn't be permissible. But let's say that she's, what about her friends? You know, maybe she's got friends who, they're not that bad, they're not, but he just doesn't like them. Okay. You see, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Aisha said about him that he would walk home and he would find some young girls playing with me because she was young. So I would ask them to leave because the Prophet has arrived. So they would leave. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would call them back. And he would call them back and say, come, come and have fun with her. If you know that is something, number one, it is not affecting your relationship, uh, your relationship negatively. 
nor is she, nor is that wasting her time mm. so she's not neglecting her duties as a mother as a wife she is not wasting the time sitting with them all the time some of the women some of the friends um, they may affect the relationship through an evil eye through exposing mm. whatever she sees uh, in the house and sharing it with others if that is true it is absolutely your right to ask her not to see this woman mm. or at least not to bring her home mm. or not to socialize with her but otherwise the concept of ta'a as you say the conditions halal and mm. the capacity mm. is something that doesn't please mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and mm. the second is something that I can afford in fact in the hadith the Prophet sallallahu was asked Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu said Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi was asked who are the best women and who is the best of women the Prophet sallallahu said the wife whom when you look at her she pleases you she's always neat taking care of herself you know smelling nice Smiling. we spoke about that in when we were addressing the rights of the wife okay the man should do the same but also the husband who returns home the Prophet ﷺ said if somebody is coming from a journey he should not just surprise his wife with uh, with knocking on the door or turning the key and walking in honey I'm home why he said حَتَّى تَسْتَحِدَّ الْمَغِيبَةِ yani, you don't want to see her uh, maybe while she's cleaning up while she's cooking while she's smelling onions all over mm. so give her a buzz let her know that hey I'm coming I'll be home in half mm. hour Look what the Prophet ﷺ said, to what extent he said, mm. it, it refers to shaving, so that if a woman mm. needs to shave, needs to uh, clean up herself, take care of her personal hygiene, wear nice clothes, wear perfume, mm. wear makeup, before her husband would come. Give her a chance to do that. Mm. If you look at her, she pleases you. The qualities of the best of women, as the Prophet ﷺ mm. said, and mm. if you ask her to do anything, mm. she does it as long as it is halal and within mm. her capacity. Mm. And the third, and if you're gone, mm. if you travel, if you go to work, mm. she will guard her chastity, whether you're traveling overseas, mm. whether you are busy working most of the day, mm. she's guarding her chastity. Uh, she doesn't allow any stranger mm. at home. She's not talking to any mm. strangers. Okay? And Wamalik, you give her the money and she spends on the family. So she knows where every penny is put. She's not wasteful. SubhanAllah. Beautiful uh, examples there. That's all we have time for for today's show. So we'll be back next time. Join us for another episode of The Fiqh of Love. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh.